Friday afternoon. Uh, I usually say so much to dive into, but, you know, PJ, it's Friday. <laughs> We're just... Are we just hanging out today? It's been a long it's been a long week. <laughs> like think about it. Think about how much has happened this week. Georgia won a national championship in football. Yeah. And that was on Monday. Yeah. That was just 4 days ago. Right? And it feels like a, a lot Yeah. It, it feels like a long time since then. Maybe that was all the recovery time for mm-hmm. a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh but which it can certainly make the week longer, but other than that, like I'm, like I'm sure you're about to get to. I, I mean, there's there's a ton of other stuff. Well, too. that's kind of the point. Is like I don't know that I'm about to get to anything. <laughs> I'm kind of like I'm tired, man. Yeah. But you know what? We show up. We're here. Mm-hmm. I get an hour a day. And listen, when I sat down uh, with the big bosses, Kevin Thomas, and uh, some of the other ones who, who sit at the top, who run yeah. this thing, the top, nobody top. nobody told me what I had to talk about. It's true. It was like the, there was an idea. There, there was an idea to, to, to get you on the air and uh, have, have some people with you and whatnot. And, and then it was, let's ride, man. Yeah, so like nobody, get the feel of it. Nobody ever told me what I had to do here. <laughs> I mean, I guess it needs to kind of be around sports, but we've done plenty of shows where sports were kind of just towards the bottom of the show. Yeah. But let's, let's be honest. We've, we've done a lot of shows where almost every segment, like sports got us to where we wanted to go, but – in the end of the day, it really didn't have a lot to do with sports. Like I feel like there's been a lot of seconds like, like I'm, that. I'm yeah. feeling like Stetson Bennett in the first half of the national championship. <laughs> it's a little shaky. Uh, shaky? Huh? Uh, d- what word would you use to describe that first half performance? No, 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 no for sure. I, I thought, um, I don't know. I, I feel like if, if I were to choose a Stetson Bennett that the end of the week would feel like, it, it'd probably be the end of his night slash beginning of his morning. Ooh, it's kind of groggy and that's fair. Out of it, trying to find yourself. So, so you're a saying bit. I'm Good Morning America, Stetson Bennett, right but now. But the bright lights are on, no matter what. We're here. Uh, brightish, I guess is the best <laughs> way to put it. Uh, no, we're gonna have some fun today. We got obviously NFL playoffs, and so in the last segment, we're gonna kind of mail it in. We're just doing NFL playoff picks. Uh, last segment, not a I, whole, not a whole lot of thought has to go into that. Yeah, no, I know. I, I wouldn't call that mailing it in. It's I think that's PJ. pretty fun. No, PJ, I'm going to put I am going to put every single sportscaster on blast. If you do a pick segment, that is 1,000% mailing it in. There's nothing creative about it. Everyone does it, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, but I mean. Like, the only pick segment that matters anywhere, I, okay, I'll say two of them. The college game day pick segment. Yeah. Because you got Corso in the headgear, and then you have, like, the celebrity guest picker. That's creative. And then... I'll say my, my favorite one, and I might get in trouble, I don't know, uh, is the Fox NFL Sunday one. Those are pretty fun, yeah. And it might just be because of the personalities. I don't know. But, yeah, anyway, if you are a, a radio host, a podcaster, a TV uh, producer, and you do a pick segment, it's mailing it in, and that's completely fine. To a certain extent. I think, I think it depends on how in-depth you are with your picks. If it's just like, Six guys all around a table and just like, ah, oh, I got this person, or I got this team, or I got this. You know, I think the ones that are really you get to explain it, you get to dive into your, your main reasoning behind your picks, and, and maybe even like, you know, one big thing from each game, whatever. I think those are actually pretty. Uh, you say they're informative? Yeah. You you're, get your, you're learning things about them? You get the honest opinion, like, down to the, the nuts and bolts from that picker, whoever it is. 
and they might drop some factoids in there that you didn't know. I, no, see, I feel like mailing it in gets a negative connotation, like a game manager. Yeah, I don't think. Like, you can mail it in, and it can still be entertaining and fun. Like, absolutely. And I, I don't think, like, I'm not trying to be, like, offended or, like, anything like that. <laughs> and a that. game manager <laughs> can certainly win a national championship. Yeah, no. Did I say that was this year? No, you said that. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't throw I'd that say, at me. I'd say, like, like you said, putting the, let's be real, like, I'd say at least one segment, if not two, of, like, every show that, that airs on TV or radio has a mail-it-in segment every time it goes on air. Okay, what's the ultimate mail-it-in segment? It's the Sports Center Top 10, right? Maybe, yeah. Like, but it's just, it's, oh, yeah. it hasn't changed in 40 years. <laughs> it, hasn't. I, it hasn't been that long, but it hasn't changed in a long time. But every day the producer for Sports Center comes in and they go, thank God. <laughs> I know I have this segment. It's just already done. I just, I just have to get This to one's done. And yeah. I can get some interns. Or some associate producers, which is a really good name. I learned this from my sister because she's an associate producer. Uh, associate producer is a really good name for glorified. Uh, I'm trying to think of a nice way to put this. What 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 did your dads call it in the north when you were helping them work on a car? Oh man, uh, I've heard a I've heard a lot of different terms for that. Um, Uh, it's, uh, there's there's one because I was basically that for my uncle for a long time down here. Yeah. Because um, he's a plumber, and I, I was basically that. It's just, but I don't know. It's like it was an animal, like a rabbit or something. Ferret. Probably. It was like you're just because you're just going back and forth. Yeah. It's back and forth, back and forth. You go go getter. I don't know. You ain't a go getter. Come go, on. Go, now. You go get this. You go get that. Hey, go get that. So go. Okay, get. I respect that. Yeah. Not not. <laughs> Not go getter. <laughs> like, no, I'm literally going to get things. <laughs> That's it. But no, anyway, associate producers just sitting there putting together the top ten. Uh, we have one of those on three and out every day too. Uh, I'll let you guys guess which segment that is. <laughs> but I uh, know, I mean, it's fine. It's it's fine to have a mail it in segment. But we do have some stuff to get into. Uh, I, I guess the Georgia news. Uh, you had Zamir White, and this really isn't surprising anyone. Zamir White and James Cook have both entered. The NC, or enter the NCAA transfer portal. <laughs> I've just stuck in my mind. You no, they have they have declared for the NFL draft. I told you, dude. I am Stetson in the first half right now. That's fine. You could basically <laughs> say that. What's funny is you could basically say that for like, for uh, for for high school kids nowadays. It's true. Like they're they're entering the NCAA draft. Yeah. No. They have. Yeah. They have declared for the NFL draft. Surprising absolutely no one. Uh, and so I guess now what you're looking at for your Start running backs next year. Uh, Kendall Milton, probably one of the guy, will probably be the guy. And then you have Kenny McIntosh, of course, who's been unbelievable out of the backfield with his hands. Dejon Edwards, uh, who actually has a couple of career hundred plus yard performance games, really has been like kind of like the cigar the past couple years, where it's just when you're winning, you put him in at the end, and he just goes for like the seventy yard death march. Yeah. But no, I think he'll get a bigger role. And then you have a couple of big time running backs coming in as well. So I mean. What I find fascinating about those two guys declaring is those are the two guys who won the national championship, but go back and look at the running backs that have played for Georgia since 1980, and those are the two guys who won. I'm not taking anything away from them, but what I think is interesting is for so long, Georgia football was defined by who played running back for them. Mm -hmm. Like, think about it. Think back on all the teams. Just go back a decade, and when you think about a team, really the first thing you think about is the running back who was playing for that team. I mean, the biggest faces prior to this national championship were the 
Sony Michels, the Nick Chubbs, the Todd Gurleys, right? Uh, you had the three-headed monster of Thomas Brown, Danny Ware, uh, and Ket, uh, Lumpkin. God, what was his first name? I, I can't. Lump- like, <laughs> no, but it's just – so it's just you always go back to the running backs, the Garrison Hurst, right? And they're the ones who yeah. have been the identity of this football team. No Sean Moreno, yeah. right? Like yeah. it's been the identity of this football team, and now it's kind of transitioned away, and maybe that's just modern football. But – what happened when you got to the national championship and you needed it? Stetson Bennett didn't get the offense going. James Cook did. Yep. Zamir White did. Yep. Started handing the rock off, and those dudes started gashing Bama to start the first half, and then James Cook hits one down the sideline. Longest run Alabama gives up all year on that counter play, and then Zamir White a few plays later uh, with Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter leading the way punches it in. So I thought that was cool to see as you went back to old school Georgia football and that got you your first touchdown, got the offense going. Yeah, and I know that it's not like, you know, Hey, you got a gold star from PJ. whoop de doo But, like, we've talked a lot about the defense. We've talked a lot about Stetson Bennett this week, and, mm-hmm. and everyone has. But I think when you talk about the most impressive thing in that whole game to me was Georgia being able to take over with their running backs and their offensive line when they needed to. Yeah. You, you bullied the bully. And, like, I, I know I've said it in breaks, but, like, how, how much – how much have we seen over the past 10 years an offensive line and a running back unit push back Alabama four or five yards? And, you know, even even if it they weren't doing it straight up the middle with the, the runs on the outside and with basically the extended run plays with, with, the, with the throws to yeah. the backs and whatnot on the outside too. And that is, I feel like, kind of an, an overlooked part of that game. But to me, it's the most impressive part, especially on those those last couple drives. Like, Stetson made some amazing throws. I'm not yeah. taking anything away from him. Uh, but you go back and look at some of those runs, they're impressive. Well, there's a reason the play action started to work on that drive where Stetson yeah. throws the bomb is because they had to respect the run game. And really, uh, James Cook broke off the long one, but I, th- I think kind of what you're getting at here, and I agree with you, is Zamir White gutting you for seven, eight yards at a time up yeah. the middle is just kind of demoralizing as a defensive mm-hmm. coordinator and as a defense, uh, and so they had to adjust to that. But, again, looking at it, uh, James Cook and Zamir White both declare for the NFL draft. James Cook is James Cook. He's going to have an awesome NFL career, in my opinion. I think he's going to have a much better NFL career than he did have a college career, and really that's just the way Georgia uh, in this offense rotates out their running backs. You just didn't have that premier guy with a backup. You rotated guys out. Uh, Kenny McIntosh got his carries. Kendall Milton got his carries, Uh, but I think the way you're going to remember James Cook uh, is obviously for his play in the last two games. I think the legacy of Zemir White is this is a dude who came in, top running back in college football, Zeus Right, like he had the yep. nickname coming in, and then he tears an ACL in high school, gets to Georgia as a freshman. He's practicing on special teams, tears an ACL there. So he comes off of two ACLs to start at running back for the University of Georgia for a few years, and before that, the dude was given like two weeks to live when he was born. Yeah, jeez. So like overcomes that, turns into what he has turned into, and now I think he's going to be a solid NFL back. Solid. So, so sure. I think a really cool story for Zamir White. Getting to score the first touchdown in the national championship. George's first one since 1981. So it's just, I, I think the Zamir White story is super cool. But just looking back on it, I think it has been interesting how quietly since Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle left. You know what? I'll take that back. I think DeAndre Swift, you can say he was the catalyst of that offense in 2018. For a minute. But yeah. since DeAndre Swift left, it's 
it's transitioned more to the quarterback and the wide receivers. And I'm not saying that makes Georgia better. I think Georgia's probably been at their best when they're playing nasty defense and handing the rock off. But just in terms of the fan base, Georgia's one of the last stalwart holdouts that was saying our running back is our premier position. Yeah, no, extremely true. And and I think you are seeing that shift a little bit too. And, and I, I think you especially see that with the recruits coming in, right, with with the quarterback room, the, the conversation – over the past few years has been all about the quarterback and it's and it's not just because you know of the story of Stetson Bennett or or right. the play it's because of the potential that you have in the locker room and and in the quarterback room as well and that's just growing more and more um, now I, I am with you I think Georgia one of those programs one of the last programs that, that is is better when they are extremely strong running the football and when they have um, you know, those, it's those not, running it's backs. not even like better or stronger. It's just that like the the fan base for every school. What are they fascinated it, like, with? Feels better. Quarterbacks, right? I, right. But yeah. like they're fascinated with the quarterbacks. Whereas right. Georgia, and I'd say you know another school is Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin, Absolutely. the way they treat their running backs and just kind of put them on a pedestal is just different than the rest of college football. They don't really do that. Like unless you have a dude like Saquon come through where he's just like head and shoulders above everybody and you know your offense is going to run through him and he becomes a superstar like that. But outside of like uh, Christian McCaffrey when he was at Stanford, right? Mm-hmm. But outside of that, everyone is focused on the quarterbacks. I think like Georgia and Wisconsin, I'm trying to think of maybe another school, but I really can't right now, that just that is the premier position at that school, even beyond a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're very right about that. I'd say maybe Michigan and Michigan State, but even then, they're not. They're certainly not on the level when you're talking about this. Of like, they don't have the athletes. But and see, the think, type of production. But I think Kenneth Walker this year is more like what I'm saying with the Saquon, where it's like yeah, you it's just like have a guy who come in who's that good. Yeah. You have to feature him, and he's your guy. But I'm saying like, regardless of who comes in, like. 90% of your focus when you're looking at your team's recruiting class, if you're any school and you're just a fan, you're looking at the quarterback, right? Yeah. Who's coming in? Who's the next guy? Georgia fans, for the most part, are looking at the running backs. And like, they're like, okay, who's this dude going to be? And I think it's slowly sort of transitioned away from that. I think it's kind of inevitable. Maybe Wisconsin's the last holdout. We're going to have some fun in the next segment. Like I said, we're not working hard today. <laughs> we're having some fun. We're, just, we're talking sports. We're going to talk about some national champions when we come back. Georgia's been added to the list. Where do they rank? Where do they rank, 2021 Georgia, where do they rank compared to the other college football playoff national champions? We're going to figure it out next, right here on Second Down. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by The Uniform Source. Two different locations in Savannah to take care of all of your uniform needs. Three and out coming up next, the guys live from the Civic Center in Savannah. as They're at the End Market Savannah Hockey Classic. Yes, sir. We got the ice dogs. Let's go in the house, PJ. Now some big, some big ice rivalry matchups this weekend. There, yeah, I think I, the mean, do- I think Georgia hits the ice at eight thirty tonight. Woo! Maybe we get BJ and Ben. Uh, we certainly are not getting Kevin out there. No, ne- never. I never. can I can almost guarantee we are not getting Kevin out there. But maybe BJ and Ben. Who knows? That that would be. I think Ben could be a good. Well, maybe be like a, a winger. You think he could take some people out, score some goals? Oh man, can you can you imagine? Or do you just put him in front of the goal and say like try to score around him? No, nah, I I wouldn't even put him there. Can you imagine Ben like like fully NFL beefed up? As are you fo- saying he's not? Okay. Wow. That was not. Wow. Come on, man. Wow. I think we all, none of us are where we were at 21. I, all right. I would like to think I'm better. And I'm not even that old. I would like to think I'm better. 
Well, good for you. My back God, tells me just I'm not. Straight up called Ben Fat on the radio. No, that I'm was just saying, rude. like, can you imagine him in a, in his NFL days as an enforcer back there? Like, whoo! Goodness gracious. Don't try to take it back now, PJ. That was that was I'm not taking it back. That's taking, what I was gonna say. You're just taking shots at Ben. Mm-mm-mm. I wouldn't do that because I'm smart. No, I mean right. basically you're saying right now he's out of shape, so he couldn't handle you. All right, so let's get back in the gym. Ben, where are you at? So yeah, so PJ saying uh Oklahoma drill, <laughs> line it up. We can make that happen. That'll be good for content. That that would be great for content. When Ben that comes would... back, we're gonna line up an Oklahoma drill. Who's playing linebacker, who's playing running back? I'll be run. I'll sign. No, no, up. no, 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 no. You are you are playing. <laughs> we'll say you're playing defensive line. Ben's playing offensive line. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll be fine. Whichever yeah. so one. So who's playing no, running no, no, back? No. Who's playing uh, linebacker? Oh, 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 oh. So that's how we're we're adding more to it. Do you, do you not know the Oklahoma drill? No, I get the Oklahoma drill. Okay. I, I thought he was going to be the line, but I thought no, 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 no. You guys are down in the trenches. Picking like. Like setting that up, that's how it was going to mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are down in the trenches. Good, because then I don't think there will be like as many hospital bills. There's there's less energy behind that. There's still lots. There's still plenty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as long as he's paying my hospital PJ, bills. PJ, low man wins. Just um, remember that. Low man wins. I would want to see. Oh, do I want to see? I kind of want to see Kevin with the ball in his hands and BJ trying to bring him down. I think Kevin might mess BJ up. That's I think truck stick Kevin. That's why I was trying to but picture. You, but, like but not which, if but not if you get off the block and just try and, and, and take down Kevin. Yeah. yeah. But that's what I want. I, I just like want full like big versus like thin and also short, and then let's see what happens. All right, like cool. ultimate destruction. I think BJ might explode into dust. I don't know. Yeah, like, but it'd be fun. Ben is almost certainly getting to the second level. Like he is demolishing you and then eating BJ alive and Kevin's going untouched. Man, that's that's true too. Yeah. That's right. see, I was looking forward to seeing the Ben and, and Kevin uh, the BJ and Kevin collision. That ain't happening. <laughs> you're you're right. He's about pancaking that. you and climbing to BJ. You're right about that, sadly. And maybe but when he does that you can know. like grab maybe, an ankle. Like I just kinda like fall over. He's not expecting <laughs> it. He trips over me. <laughs> Oh, it's just submarine straight off the bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just cool. like like you see in some of those option option offenses, where the, the guards just like go for the quote. But you're going to flip that around that on can't defense. Can't really do anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Exactly. Let's let's rank some college football playoff national champions. So Georgia obviously that's not what we were doing. Yeah, Georgia obviously <laughs> wins the 2021 college football playoff national. I, I think they technically call it the 2022 because it's played in 2022, but they're the 2021 national champs. It always messes me up. It's terrible. It is what it is. So. <laughs> When I say this, I'm going to say the year they were actually the champions for. Right. What I'm going to do is I'm going to give you – there's been eight. I'm going to give you my top eight. Wow. Okay. All right? Yeah. And then I'm, and then you can disagree or agree Okay. once I give you the top eight. Do you want me to go bottom to top or top to bottom? I think top's pretty clear. Top to bottom? I actually like bottom to top. All right, so we're just going to come with the shocker from like right from the jump. Uh, I have 2014 Ohio State at number eight. Re- of all time. Uh, you have all the college football playoff champions. Oh. <laughs> yeah, my fault. Yeah, was... of all the college football playoff champs, I have them at, <laughs> at number the eight. Yeah, yeah, and it's just listen, Cardell Jones. He came in and it was unbelievable what he's able to do. Was it three, three games or four games that he played? I believe it was three, right? Yeah, came well, in two won and the, a half. Yeah, he didn't, yeah. Did he? St- I thought he started the championship, the conference championship game. 
it, again, so three that's and just half? another, yeah, yeah, yeah my so, fault. Yeah, so three and a half. Another instance of Friday messing us up, sorry. Yeah, so he, like they demolished Wisconsin in the Big Ten Championship, uh, and then they go in, beat Alabama, and that was Blake Sims, Alabama. Mm-hmm. And then they go on, and I was actually they had the highlights of this up the other day, and I was surprised by how close it was going to the third quarter because they massacred Oregon, but yeah. it was forty-two to twenty. There was the final score, but it was a one-score game at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Yeah, so they just kind of broke Oregon's will. But right. third-string quarterback, I'm I'm ranking them number eight, number seven. I have two thousand seventeen Alabama. Historically great defense. Okay. Yeah, but. I think more so than that, it was an offense that was getting ready to turn into what it is now. Like, that was Jalen Hurts. It was freshman Tua. Mm -hmm. It was Calvin Ridley was their best wide receiver by a lot, but you had Devonta Smith on the sideline, the Jalen Waddles on the sideline, right, guys who were getting ready to come out and show you Jerry Judy uh, playing in that game as well. So it's like they were getting ready to be Alabama, like the modern Alabama offense as we know it. They just weren't quite there yet. Like, people forget – 2017 Alabama was still Jalen Hurts is going to run it. He's going to hit you with some play action. They're going to absolutely devastate you up front and then just play great defense. Yep. Agreed. And so that's why that national championship was just two people hitting each other back and forth in the face in a parking lot, right? It was just, it was Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle against Jalen Hurts. And then all of a sudden, Tua comes in in the second half and completely flips it around, right? Like Georgia was dominating that game going into halftime, and then Tua comes in and plays one of the more inexplicable second halves you've ever seen. Throwing interceptions, throwing accidental touchdowns, and throwing the greatest pass in college football history. So I got I got 2017 Alabama, uh, number seven. There's a lot of Alabama on this list. Uh, number six. <laughs> Imagine that. 2015 Alabama. Beat Clemson in the national championship game in a classic. Uh, you had kick returns for touchdown. O.J. Howard going for like 250-something yards uh, receiving in that game. But Jake Coker, your quarterback. Mm-hmm. and the defense had times during the year that it had some lapses, including in the national championship game. Uh, I think the final score of that one was 45-42. Yeah. So a quarterback that was good enough to get the job done, and Jake Coker, some good running backs, and then a defense that wasn't the 2009-2011 Alabama defense, but good enough to win you a national championship. Yeah. And again, we're comparing national champs, so it's going to be Can I? kind of fickle. Greg McElroy 2.0, James Coker. Hey, Greg McElroy playing the league, baby. Yeah, did he was in the league? He didn't play in the league. He but was, he was he put he on an in NFL helmet. He was in the league. Yeah, he, put, he was there. Yeah, he put on an NFL helmet. Coker didn't. I don't believe so. Well, but that team did win eight games against ranked competition, so I'll have them there. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't blame you there. All right, and I then just, that's my nickname for him. Always has been. All right, number five, 2016 Clemson. Deshaun Watson finally leads him to a national championship. You hit Hunter Renfro uh, for the touchdown. Dabo Sweeney going crazy on the sideline. Finally, get that national championship. I think Deshaun Watson was unbelievable in college. Uh, the defense wasn't what it was going to be a couple years later, but still had some of those dudes on it. Good enough to win you a national championship. But, again, another, like, crazy score kind of game where he got up into the 40 points. Uh, that one was fr- – yeah, it did get up into 40 points, but that was Jalen Hurts as a freshman for Alabama, leading yeah. Alabama down the field uh, and then running that touchdown in. Again, true freshman mm-hmm. leading his team on a potential game-winning drive and then Deshaun Watson with a comeback uh, hitting Hunter Renfro for the touchdown there. So I have 2016 Clemson, number five. Number four, I have 2021 Georgia. 
And you know me, the way I do my power rankings is do which teams do I think would beat the other team. Yeah. And I, I think 2021 Georgia with that defense, which is the defense, I, I think it was the best defense maybe outside of 2018 Clemson on this list. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's an argument all in itself right there. <clears throat> but I just I, I think this defense was unbelievable this year. They had the one weird game in the SEC championship, but outside of that, then the offense, offensive line was really strong. Uh, the running backs did what they had to do. Brock Bowers is the best tight end in college football. We're, we're not going to talk about the Mackey. That's just <laughs> right. story for another day. But uh, you had the best tight end in college football. You had a really good wide receiving core. Uh, and then you had a great running back room, probably the deepest running back room in college football. I, I think Georgia's number four on those lists. All right, number three, 2020 Alabama. Last year's Alabama. Mac Jones, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, Najee Harris. Like just dudes. Everywhere. All over the field. And just based on their like their NFL talent that was on that team, offensive line, Sinadu's elite, Alex Leatherwood was a first round pick. Uh, and then defensively, guys all over the place as well. Perfect thirteen and zero, And nobody really got close to them last year. Yeah. I mean, Florida is the only team I think that was a one score game. Right. There there was a ton of blowouts. Yeah. Even like especially <laughs> Not even this is especially in in SEC play. There, there was a, there were a lot of those three thirty games where you were like maybe they have a chance, and then by the second quarter it was just over. It was like twenty eight to seven. Right. Several of them. And that offense was just crispy. Yeah. And you kept wondering, like I don't know for me, like I kept wondering if Mac Jones was was going to falter and just mm. like yeah, mm. like you said, just crisp. That was one of my best takes too. Was, no, yeah, it was. Was, it was. after the uh, after the 2019 season. It was all right. So, what game is Bryce Young starting in in 2020? And I was like, y'all hating on Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. Like he he was not the reason they lost to Auburn when he had to come in for two and two broke his hip, and he smoked Michigan in the bowl game. I was like, y'all sleeping on Mac Jones. That was this year. Did they have three of the top five in the Heisman voting? Mac Jones, yeah, Najee, so. and Devontae. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, geez, yeah, and they were all weren't there, but but um, yeah, three of the top five for sure. And like Naj- or not Najee, Devonta went for like two hundred yards in the first half on like a <laughs> bum leg <laughs> against r- Ohio State in the national championship. Just, just ridiculous. He yeah. was huge in that game, but like that. That's the funny thing is like Mac Jones was last year's young Alabama defense, right? Where in the summer and SEC media days, all that it was is this the year you can get Alabama? Like that they have a young quarterback coming in. We haven't really seen a lot of him. He yep. was impressive in one game, but blah, blah, blah. And then... Is every year the year that you're supposed to get Alabama? That's Because kind of, this was the year you're supposed to get Alabama too, and they were a couple plays away from winning another national championship. Well, it, <laughs> I think we fool ourselves with a lot yeah. of different things every offseason and, and some offseasons. I'd say whenever they have one question mark, everyone focuses on it way too much. Because it's like, it's so rare that they have any question marks. Yeah. So when they have one, you're like, oh man, they might lose four games. And then you remember how good of a coach Nick Saban is. And he shows you. You should never, ever forget that. I don't know. Like I don't know why the, people do either. It's like but. forgetting the sky's blue. I don't get that. But it, it is what it is. Uh, all right. So number two, I have 2018 Clemson. First team to go 15-0 and 0 in the 19th century. Yeah. Like they were unbel- or since the 19th century, like unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And I think that 15 and 0 is going to stick out in a lot of people's minds. Obviously LSU did it the next year, but 15 and 0 
beat out didn't beat Alabama in the national championship, housed Alabama. Yeah. Started with the pick six, but that roster was filthy. That front seven was nudge. Christian Wilkins and the dudes uh, up there, everybody got drafted off that line. Uh, defensive secondary was good. A.J. Terrell is one of the best corners in the league right now. He was in that secondary, right? But the offense. Mm-hmm. You have a freshman Trevor Lawrence. You have uh, the ACC's all-time leading rusher uh, in Travis Etienne, T. Higgins, Justin Ross. And Justin <laughs> Ross was the one in the national championship yeah. who just was making Randy Moss-style plays as a true freshman. Yep. And so I, I think based on that defense and the way the offense came alive down the stretch with Trevor Lawrence, I have them number two. But number one's clear. Yep. It's 2019 LSU. Agreed. Like the most dominant team we've seen, 2001 Miami, and they played close games down the stretch. LSU, like I think Auburn, might have been the only close game they really played. Yeah, uh, you know, Alabama and and LSU in the regular season was was back and forth for a long time. It, that game always felt hurt, like but. Alabama was holding back an avalanche. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Like I'd say, LSU was pretty was basically in control the whole time, but Alabama was also that. Like if one thing goes differently, Alabama's right back in it, right? But so like I'd say, other than Auburn, that's the closest one. But yeah, those two games, that's pretty much it. But wasn't that game a because LSU ends up winning forty six forty one? Let me see. I, I'm pretty sure that was a two score game, and then Alabama hit a long one. Yeah, so that game yeah. was forty six thirty four with a minute thirty seven left. Right. And then Devonta Smith, I think they – was that the one where they did the snap count, look to the sideline and, like, make the defense kind of relax for a second? And then as soon as the defense relaxes, you're not actually looking at the sideline, you're taking the snap, yeah. and Devonta Smith's passed him uh, for that 85-yard score. So, yeah, that game was 46-34. to But you know what I did forget about was the second game of that season at Texas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one yeah. was 45-38, to and that's where everyone kind of realized this isn't – the same old LSU. No. Because it's like it's like fourth and one, and they're throwing shots eight yards down the field and scoring touchdowns. And yeah. everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Why aren't there three tight ends on the field with a fullback? And it's right. like, this is a new LSU. And we didn't really know who Joe Brady was yet. But, I mean, that team was filthy. It was. That's that's the moment, that Texas game, that I think it was like fourth and eight. Yeah. Um, at late in that ball game, that's when I I stopped and like my eyes went wide at what Joe Burrow could do. Because if I remember right, he's like he takes a snap, rolls to the right, can't find anybody, throws across his body mm-hmm. and hits um Jefferson maybe o- o- over the middle, and uh, he gets a first down and then some. Might have been a touchdown, but that's why I was just like, "Are you kidding me? That th- this is going to be insane." So. Um, no, no, I, I don't argue with that at all. And, and like you said, the NFL talent on that team just from you know the what? wide receiving core and, and the offense, I mean, same, alone. Same thing happened in this game that happened in the Alabama game, which is it was 45-31 to 31 with two minutes left. And Texas adds a touchdown with 22 seconds left to go in the game. Right. So really the only team that was able to keep them close was Auburn because that was 23-20. to 20. Well, that's what like that's what I'm saying. I think it was 38 to 31, and and that fourth and nine happened, and yeah. LSU went for it at like midfield, yeah, and ended up scoring the touchdown to, to get it to push it to two touchdowns. So, but um, then you have the 63 to 28 semifinal against Oklahoma, <laughs> uh, and where what Joe Burrow threw for six touchdowns in the first half. Yep, yep, and uh, Jefferson had four. Yep, and then you beat Clemson, the defending national champs, who had won, I believe, was it 29 consecutive games. Be- Think so, yeah. Because they went fifteen and zero the year before, and then they were coming in undefeated into that one, yeah. yeah. 
and and that was a a well no Clemson Clemson got up for a little bit in that game and and LSU kind of came storming back and and really just took it over like I think Clemson kind of controlled the first little bit but yeah it was seventeen that, to seven. Yeah, seventeen to seven in the second quarter, and then at the end of the second quarter, it was twenty-eight to seventeen LSU. <laughs> yeah, it just shows you the fire firepower, just the explosion that that LSU had. All right, so do you disagree? Here, I'll, I will hand you the list. Do you would you move anyone? Like, cause I, uh, I, I don't think two thousand fourteen Ohio State's beating anybody on that list. Right. Yeah, I, I think I mean, those as are, good as Zeke think, was because Zeke was freaky. This is the thing. I think the bottom three are interchangeable, but if you put like every time Cardell Jones was doubted, he went out and did it. You know what I mean? But no, I, I know what you mean. I think those are interchangeable, so I won't argue those. Really, um, I, I I I debate in my head a lot between uh, twenty twenty Bama and twenty twenty one Georgia. Really, I I, I do. Uh, see the way I look at that is like these teams were basically the same last year. I'd like to see this like like year's... like George, no I should say these teams. Georgia was basically the same last year as this year. Like you still had Jordan Davis yeah. on the team, you still had Jalen Carter on the team, you still had Javon Walker on that team, you still had Nicobe Dean on that team, and your secondary was actually better. You had two, uh, you got a first and a second round pick playing corner for you, right. and you had J.R. Reed and Richard LeCount playing safety. So I'd argue Georgia's secondary was better last year. But Alabama had freaking Jalen Waddle and Devonta Smith. <laughs> yeah, and Najee Harris. And and John Mechie. Yeah. Like, John Mechie was the third receiver on that okay. team. Okay. Like, I, like yeah. 2020 Alabama was filthy. Nah, I, I'm with you. So, yeah, I think the bottom three are, are interchangeable, but I think the top five is, is spot on. You think Georgia's good there? Uh, 2021? 2021 yeah. Georgia at four? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think that defense was that good. I think that's the best defense on that list. I think it's better than Clemson in 2018. I'll I'll say it. Yeah, I would agree with you. And I, you know what? You know what is the difference? Linebackers. Yeah. I think Georgia's linebackers were a lot better. I'd say the the defensive lines a push. I say the defensive lines a push. I think the linebackers were a lot better. All right, we gotta take a quick break. We'll come back. We we'll get our NFL picks for the playoffs. Wild card weekend coming up Saturday and Sunday. Second Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Christian Gokel alongside PJ Zuko getting you our picks for the wild card weekend coming up starting manana. Let's go. Got some Saturday NFL football coming your way, PJ. Actually, uh, three consecutive days of playoff football coming your way as you have Monday night playoff football. I don't know how, how are you feeling about that? Uh, it, it's an, an extra day of rest for uh, one of the teams. Yeah, relatively interesting, but at the end of the day, like, I don't know. It, it kind of keeps it closer to the regular season, a regular season schedule, so I don't mind it that much. It's not my nah. big hiccup for me, you know. Well, let's start on Saturday. You have the Raiders at the Bengals, two 10-7 teams. Uh, Cincinnati's favored by 5.5 points in this one. We're just going straight up, though. You don't have to pick against the spread. Who do you think wins this football game? Uh, I will uh, keep the keep the energy rocking there for for Cincinnati. I'll we stick pick, with we, the Bengals. We picked Joe Burrow number one in the last segment. Yeah, and now we're picking Joe Burrow here. Yeah, I got Cincinnati in this one too. Uh, that place is gonna be rocking. Yeah, so I'm excited to watch that one. Uh, that night, eight fifteen in a frigid, frigid Buffalo, New York. Yeah. You have the Patriots at the Bills, eight fifteen, and the Bills are favored by four and a half points. Yeah, I'll go with the 
Bills there too. I, I don't love it, but I'll I'll stick with them. I think I like the talent more on 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 that squad. I know I'm going against Belichick, but so you can yeah you can go with like all like the arm strength stuff for Josh Allen and the cold and the wind and stuff like that. And I get it, I hear that, but it's gonna be cold. It's gonna be windy. I think the Patriots run the football better, and I think they defend the run better. Give me the Patriots. Okay. Something sneaky about Bill Belichick in the play. I guess Always. It's not, I guess it's not really sneaky. It's, it's freaking Bill Belichick <laughs> in the Patriots. But Hard I think Mac be. Jones gets a playoff win. Uh, but I think the running backs are going to be the hero uh, of that game. All right, moving over to Sunday, 1 o'clock. You have Jalen Hurts versus Tom Brady. Eagles at the Buccaneers. Buccaneers, eight-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Yeah, I think the Eagles put up a good show. But I think the Buccaneers go ahead and, and win this one and pull it out. Now, We'll see what happens in later weeks, but I'll go with the Buccaneers to pull it out here. Yeah, I think Tom Brady playoffs, pretty easy pick. You don't make money betting against him. All right, uh, 4.30, you have the 49ers at the Cowboys. 49ers 10-7, and 7, Cowboys 12-5 and 5 on wild card weekend. Coming into this one, Cowboys three-point favorites at home. We kind of showed our hand yesterday on this one, but I think this is a fake good game, Yeah. right? And the Cowboys are going to come out. They're not going to have any of that playoff BS that they have to deal with. They're going to come out and win. They're going to dominate this game. It's going to be over by the second quarter. Agreed. Court. Cowboys. All right, this one's fun. I think I think this is really fun. Steelers at KC, 8-15, Kansas City, 12.5-point favorites in the playoffs, PJ. Yeah, as they should be. I don't mean to go all Ben Roethlisberger on it. But go all Ben Roethlisberger on it. At the same it. time, I think he was he was trying to do that to, to send a message to the team, uh, say, listen, we we got to keep our heads on straight, be focused for this one. Still, though, I think it's a lot better than the game was a few weeks ago, uh, but Kansas City going to win. Yep. I'm going to be weird here. No. I'm going to be weird here. Okay. I think the Steelers win this football game. Why? Ben How? Ro- ben Roethlisberger got me fired up with that speech. <laughs> he, got, he got me. He got me fired up. Najee Harris running the rock, catching the rock. They figure out a He's way. A baller, man. Yeah, I mean Ben Roethlisberger, a little magic left in the tank. And then also the Chiefs are getting to the point where they're so good now that they're going to start having like the every now and then disappointing first round playoff game. Like once you get there so often, you're not going to be in the conference championship every single year. Eventually, you're going to have a letdown. I think this is the year. Okay. Give me the Steelers. All right. And finally, we talked about it Monday, eight fifteen. Arizona, Kyler Murray hit the road to take on Matthew Stafford and the Rams. This is really difficult um, because I, yeah, I Rams think are four-point favorites. Both these teams could very well uh, make very deep runs. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams. Yeah, I think so too. I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they're finally – they're kind of like – the Heat back when they got LeBron and Chris Brosh and Dwayne Wade, like they just have so many stars on that team that it took them a while to figure out how to work them all in together. But Jalen Ramsey's been playing out of his mind lately. Yeah. OBJ's kind of figured out where he fits next to Cooper Cup. They've got a bunch of good running backs. The offensive line's been good, and Matt Stafford's been cooking. I, I like the Cardinals, but I think the Rams win this football game. All right, so there's our picks. Playoffs coming up this weekend. PJ, you're a program director. We got any, uh, got any of these games on the radio this weekend? All of them. All of them. Let's go. All of them. Full well, slate. Mostly. Okay. Well, which one don't we have? I think I think there's there's one uh, there's one tomorrow in Savannah that we don't have because uh, you'll have yeah. Georgia basketball. Georgia basketball. But, I got gotcha. you. But other than that, we'll have all the other ones. Full slate coming up. We got to take a quick break. We'll come back. And get you ready for three and out right here on ESPN Radio. Big show coming up next on 3 and Out. The guys at the Savannah Civic Center for the In-Market Hockey Classic. 
Got some college hockey going on up there. The guys will be broadcasting live. You joined by Matt Smith from SouthernPigskin.com, breaking down the 2021 college football season, as well as Andre Adelson from ESPN.com, taking a look at how historically good this Georgia team was. PJ, you ever played any hockey growing up? No, <clears throat> that's one. Just a hard pass. Yeah, that's just one sport that I just kind of assumed really never everybody had, north of like Kentucky played hockey. I don't know. Never really had the opportunity. Uh, just it wasn't around. I, I don't know why. Just the area we were in wasn't wasn't really around. You know, went ice skating and stuff like that. But it's just can you like skate backwards and do like the power slide and stuff like heck that? Heck no, I'm terrible at skating. <laughs> but maybe that's why I never got invited to play hockey. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. <laughs> Uh, again, appreciate everyone listening to the show today. If you miss any portion of it, you can check it out on ESPNKilsa.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, all of the above. PJ Zuko is going to have some basketball later for you. 7.30, you can find it on ESPNKilsa.com, Johnson at Savannah. So we'll have some live high school basketball for you. And again, three and out coming up next. PJ Bennett, Ben Troop, and Kevin Thomas right here on ESPN Radio, live from the Savannah Civic Center.